I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Are you concerned about equality and fair treatment for African-Americans? Do you believe in a future where our communities are safe from both crime and over-policing? President Biden's administration is making major decisions, and we need your voice to be heard. The proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is in its final stages of approval, and black and brown law enforcement executives have said it could have dire unintended consequences for African-Americans. The clock is ticking. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414 and ask him to stop this proposed menthol rule. The ban on menthol could lead to an illicit market and increased crime in our communities. Call President Biden and demand that he halt the ban on menthol until there's a review of the investigative findings. Let's make sure that over-policing and racial profiling come to an end. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414. Tell him to stop targeting African-Americans with a menthol ban. Time is running out. This message is paid for by Alliance for Fair and Equitable Policy. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Seeking truth and justice in a battleground of deception and corruption, this is The Richard Serrett Show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! We must not allow ourselves to be intimidated. Our task is not only to win the battle, but to win the war. Meaning we're not in Kansas anymore. Take a look at this country through her eyes if you really want to see something. You'll see the whole parade of what man's carved out for himself after centuries of fighting. Hey there, this is your mad prophet of the airwaves. Welcome once again to Radio Free Canada, news, notes, and opinions from the underground. For Friday, December the 9th in the year of our Lord 2022, Merry Christmas, everyone. 16 more sleeps, Declan, 16 more sleeps. Declan's not feeling well again today. What a trooper. I hope you're better for tomorrow because we've got the big staff Christmas party happening. Be uh, great to see you there. All right. Uh, recently, you may recall, I had my niece and her husband on the program. They live in Congo, the Congo, uh, which is undergoing a huge humanitarian crisis, an internal refugee crisis, hundreds of thousands of people displaced because of fighting between a rebel group there and government forces, huge refugee camps just outside the city of Goma, where they live, Kate and Gael. And they're trying to raise money to provide clean water, food, and medicine. Uh, and if you are able to help, I know times are tough here too. Uh, but if you can find it in your heart and your wallet, any amount would be appreciated. And there is a link, just a reminder, there is a link on my website 
therichardserrettshow.com, therichardserrettshow.com. And um, if you scroll down halfway on the homepage, scroll down about halfway, you'll see donate, help displaced Congolese fleeing war. And that clicks through to um, donor box. It's very easy. So uh, anything that you can do to help the situation there. Thank you. What have I been talking about for the last 21 months on this show? I mean, I know I've been saying a lot of things, but one of the things I've been warning about constantly, climate change lockdowns. And this isn't about I told you so, but I told you so. And I hate having to say this. I've been warning that the COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns were a beta test, an attempt to normalize lockdowns, get enough people used to the idea, normalize the idea, and that the game from the outset was for the WEF and the authoritarian global tech- technocrats and their, their puppets who've been installed at all levels of government would gradually introduce climate change lockdowns. I've said this repeatedly, that it's coming, and now it has started. And if we don't do something very, very soon, they will spread all over the Western world. The thing is, all we have to do is pay attention and listen. They tell us what they're going to do. The elites are traitorous government officials who are aligned with the WEF. They've told us repeatedly that they will do, quote, whatever it takes in their battle against climate change. So I'm reading from an article here authored by Michael Snyder uh, for, the, uh, for a blog, and it's been reprinted at zerohedge.com. In the UK, Oxfordshire County Council yesterday approved plans to lock residents into one of six zones to, quote, save the planet from global warming. The latest stage in the 15-minute city agenda is to place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighborhoods. Under the new scheme, if residents want to leave their zone, they'll need permission from the council who gets to decide who is worthy of freedom and who isn't. Under the new scheme, residents will be allowed to leave their zone a maximum a maximum of 100 days per year. But in order to even gain this, every, <clears throat> every resident will have to register their car details with the council, who will then track their movements via smart cameras around the city. There are some residents who are raising a stink about this, but one Oxfordshire official is pledging that, quote, the controversial plan will go ahead whether people like it or not. It's here. It's really happening. Meanwhile, France has decided to completely ban certain short-haul flights in an attempt to reduce carbon emissions. The European Commission has given French officials the green light to ban select domestic flights if the route in question can be completed via train in under two and a half hours. The plane, or the plan rather, 
was first proposed in 2021 as a means to reduce carbon emissions. It originally called for a ban on eight short-haul flights, but the EC has only agreed to nix three that have quick, easy rail alternatives with several direct connections each way every day. You see, it starts gradually. But if the French public accepts these news, <clears throat> excuse me, these new restrictions, similar bans will inevitably be coming to other EU nations. Again, reading here on uh, zerohedge.com. In the Netherlands, the government is actually going to be buying and shutting down approximately 3,000 farms in order to reduce its nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen pollution. The Dutch government is planning to purchase and then close uh, up to 3,000 farms in an effort to comply with a European Union environmental mandate to slash emissions, according to reports. Farmers in the Netherlands will be offered well over the, the worth of their farm in an effort to take up the uh, offer voluntarily. This is according to uh, The Telegraph in the UK. The country is attempting to reduce its nitrogen pollution and will make the purchase if not, uh, sorry, will make the purchases if not enough farmers accept buyouts. There is no better offer coming, says Christiane van der Waal. Get this, she is the nitrogen minister. She told the sub to the Dutch parliament earlier today. This is literally suicidal. We're in the beginning stages of an unprecedented global food crisis, and the Dutch government has decided that now is the time to shut down thousands of farms. So when you put this all together, and you look at Canada's Hitlerian policy of counseling our poor veterans, the mentally ill, the disabled, to consider medical-assisted suicide, it's very clear what's going on here. We are the carbon they want to eliminate. All right, here's what we have uh, lined up for you on today's show. Your calls, actually. Your calls, last order of business. You can weigh in with your thoughts and opinions and questions. And the number to get on board, once again, is 289-275-9600. 289-275-9600. Also in the second hour, my uh, fine colleague, Greg Carrasco, heard here Saturday mornings from 8 to 11, will join us and he'll weigh in on the the bedlam and the chaos in Toronto high schools, particularly York Memorial Collegiate, where the uh, the violence and the drug dealing taking place inside the school in plain sight is so bad, about a, a dozen teachers walked off the job after filing a complaint with the Ontario Labour Board. I was talking with uh, Sue Ann Levy from True North about this yesterday. Zach Bodenstein, commentator, Sorry, Bodenstein, Zach Bodenstein, a commentator with the Mississauga Steelheads broadcast team, will be here with a preview of tonight's home game against the North Bay Battalion and tomorrow's away game against the Niagara Ice Dogs. In my continuing series on the war against Christmas, Kate Anderson from the Daily Caller will be here with a uh, a disturbing story out of Illinois where a satanic temple is being displayed alongside a Christmas nativity scene in their state capitol building. I guess this must be uh, all in the name of inclusivity and diversity. A couple of months ago, writer, blogger, entrepreneur, Laura Wellington uh, was on the program to talk about 
a recent column she'd written about an interesting trend that she was noticing. More and more women are saying no thanks when it comes to dating vaccinated men. And uh, earlier this week, she launched a new dating and friendship app, which connects users to their preferred vaccination status. Laura Wellington will be here the top of next hour to tell us about that. Coming up this hour, the Lim Riddler is here with this week's Lim Riddle clues and uh, your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Mississauga Steelheads at a home game at the Paramount Fine Food Center. I was very excited to see the trailer for the new Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, Dial of Destiny, with Harrison Ford. I guess that'll be in theaters soon. But in the meantime, the sofa cinephile Chris Garitano will be here with a review of a relatively new 4K collection of the first four Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. Although the uh, RCMP announced they've canceled a sensitive RCMP communications contract with a Chinese company that's been blacklisted by the U.S. They canceled it finally, but questions remain as to why this could have happened in the first place. Imagine, imagine the RCMP signing a contract with a Chinese-controlled company for a, 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 a communication system. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Anyway, questions remain as to why this could have happened in the first place. Linda Slobodian from the Western Standard will be here with more this hour. If the polls are to be believed, and that's a big if, it would appear that the public inquiry into the liberal government's invoking of the Emergencies Act did little, very little to damage Trudeau and his party. That's hugely disappointing, particularly because an election is widely anticipated as early as next spring. Daniel Boardman from the National Telegraph will be here shortly with his thoughts on that. All right. I thought we would kick things off today with your calls. Get on board with your opinions, your thoughts, your questions. The number 289-275-9600, 289-275-9600. The Richard Serrett Show, off and running for Friday, December the 9th. Facta non verba. We're back as The Richard Serrett Show continues on News Talk, Saga 960 AM. All right, just a few minutes here to take your calls, 289-275-9600, 289-275-9600, and then we'll do it again, last order of business in hour two, and uh, we'll begin with Charles from uh, Ohio. Charles, welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, and I hope you're well too, Richard. Uh, I am. It's nice to speak to you again. Uh, I'm sorry about hounding you, but I, I just, I, I really think there's a, a little piece of the puzzle you're missing. I'm not explaining myself correctly. Well, um, people, people may not remember. You called the other day. You were talking about um, uh, energy and how we had, uh, I guess we had um, gas, the capability of uh, uh, burning gas as as heating, uh, as a heating fuel way back in, did you see the 1860s? And you wanted to talk about energy some more, I guess. Yes, exactly. And uh, what I was saying is uh, gas that was available in the 1860s was mostly manufactured gas. It was city gas and town gas, but they made it. They didn't mine it. it in some areas, they had some gas they mined, but uh, most of that gas was, uh, and this is the thing, Edison, when he got his patent, he was backed by banker J.P. Morgan, mm-hmm. and he bought six New York gas companies. 
the thing was, Edison was in a fight with uh, Rockefeller, and, and these aren't the only two, but he was in a fight to power the Industrial Revolution, and it's the migration, but I'm saying that the the thing these guys the thing these guys knew at that time we were going into the first the European World War One and they couldn't release it but Edison had see to sell power you have to do something first okay hang on now because we only have a couple minutes here Charles I know you wanted to talk about okay. energy, uh, policy nuclear uh, nuclear energy in Europe or something that's what it says here on the screen what did you want to tell me about nuclear in in Europe. Okay, uh, Europe is is uh, is um, going to go back to. Um, they want to uh, open up some of their plants, and I appreciate you have to go. But uh, yeah, and I just think it's the wrong solution because the uh, nuclear is poison, and the reason we have nuclear is because they wouldn't release or uh, the the technology that Edison and Rockefeller and Westinghouse well, it's, knew. Nuclear about. is only part of the. Excuse me, Charles. Nuclear is only part of the answer. Um, and nuclear, I don't believe, is poison. Nuclear is proven to be incredibly safe. Uh, I mean, there have been a few exceptions, but far more people have died because of hydroelectricity, because of dams bursting and so forth. Uh, nuclear is part of the answer. And um, we are quickly uh, figuring out, I would say probably within the next 30, 40 years, we will figure out how to, how to um, eliminate um, nuclear waste material. Um, it's only part of the problem or a part of the solution. The other part of the solution is going back to coal. The year, the, uh, the world is transitioning back to coal and natural gas. And, uh, we're seeing that in Germany where they just signed a huge, uh, natural gas deal with, with Qatar, the country of Qatar. They're also, uh, importing, uh, coal from Africa now. So there are, um, there are a number of, sort of interim measures they're taking. And nuclear is going to take a while, you know, to uh, to get these plants back online because they've been mothballed. I don't know what the timeline is there. But regardless, Europe is going to have a very tough winter thanks to the leadership over there that that uh, listened to a uh, very unstable, emotionally unstable teenager named Greta Thunberg and uh, the rest of these environmental wackos. So uh, Europe in for a very, very rough winter. Charles in Ohio, thank you for your call. We'll uh, come back. And uh, who are we going to check in with? We are going to check in with Daniel Boardman from the National Telegraph. This is kind of discouraging. According to a number of polls, it looks like the liberals basically waltzed through the uh, public inquiry into the Emergencies Act relatively unscathed. In other words, according to the polls... It's not going to hurt them in the uh, upcoming election, widely expected in the spring. Back with that story right after these. Let's get back at it on Newstalk Saga 960 AM. It's the Richard Serrett Show. All right, welcome back. There is uh, the rumor mills in full gear, and uh, it's now wi- widely expected anticipated that the uh, liberal government the liberals may call an election as early as next spring uh which on the surface you know is good news any chance to get the uh that creepy band of grifters out of office is always good news except 
that uh, many of us were kind of counting on the uh, the party being sufficiently damaged, Trudeau and his cabinet being sufficiently damaged politically after the Public Order Emergency Commission and the inquiry, because, you know, the optics were not good during that inquiry. They did not look good. They were obfuscating. They were stretching the truth. They were stretching credulity, actually. However, according to a poll, Nano's poll, Canadians overwhelmingly support or supported the invoking of the Emergencies Act. And so it would appear, based on this poll anyway, whether you believe it or not, that's another story. But according to this poll, it looks like Trudeau and his cabinet and the Liberal Party waltzed through the uh, Emergency Act inquiry relatively unscathed. Daniel Boardman is a senior contributor with the National Telegraph, and he joins us now. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, not great news, but I think it can be explained when you you look at it. I mean, it's from the nanos and the Globe and Mail. So for what I seem to read through the PDF they put out, now it's one of the better constructed polls in terms of just no leading questions in it, but it looks like they did sample from like a Globe and Mail database, which means of, you know, what is it, 600 people on the Globe and Mail's database, um, the majority of Globe and Mail affiliated readers in whatever polling method they're using to get them, have a negative view of the Freedom Convoy, which shouldn't be surprising because the Globe and Mail is quite vociferously anti-convoy. So, Are you concerned about equality and fair treatment for African-Americans? Do you believe in a future where our communities are safe from both crime and over-policing? President Biden's administration is making major decisions, and we need your voice to be heard. The proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is in its final stages of approval, and black and brown law enforcement executives have said it could have dire unintended consequences for African-Americans. The clock is ticking. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414 and ask him to stop this proposed menthol rule. The ban on menthol could lead to an illicit market and increased crime in our communities. Call President Biden and demand that he halt the ban on menthol until there's a review of the investigative findings. Let's make sure that over-policing and racial profiling come to an end. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414. Tell him to stop targeting African-Americans with a menthol ban. Time is running out. This message is paid for by Alliance for Fair and Equitable Policy. You know, is right. that... So the sample is questionable, in other words. The sample is questionable. Yeah, I mean, we've had polling, you know, polling is not as bad as, you know, we all thought at the after the 2016 election, but it's not as good as the uh, as the, you know, true believers who tout it uh, say to be. And a lot of this has to do with like, okay, you know, who's answering the home phone right now? Who who's who takes calls from people that messages they don't know? Like if you see a number you don't know, you're like, do I want my air ducts cleaned or not? Yes or no. And that's (laughs) that's how we answer the phone right now. So, so these are sorry, uh, Daniel. So these this Nanos poll was uh, again conducted uh, over the land uh, landline. In other words, who owns a landline these days? Usually, older people. You know, significantly older people. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's said landline specifically or by phone. I think the 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 the, the, mis- the things are, are are mixed in. But again, it's it's. I mean, it's, I, I'm not I'm not making the claim that only liberals will answer their phone if they don't recognize the number. What a liberal thing to do. That's that's an insane. Assertion. <laughs> but there there is there is a couple things this where it's done by phone. You know, who's picking up calls from people? It's again, it's either right. landline or people they don't know. And then 
it's from a Globe and Mail database and you have the Globe and Mail, which is so, you know, anti-convoy, you know, but you, you can then flip this and say, well, a lot of people still rely on mainstream media in Canada for the dissemination of information. So if they can be swayed through mainstream media to be pro-liberal on the Freedom Convoy, you know, the Globe and Mail is also going to put out a lot more pro-Trudeau articles um, going into the election. Now, they'll, they'll they'll have some, you know, conservatives like put bust through now and again to say, you, you know what, Pierre Polyev is actually not worse than Hitler, Stalin and Mao rolled together. I think that's a little bit, a little bit insane to, to okay. say. But putting the, the poll aside for a minute, then let's put the Nanos poll aside. Your your thoughts on how Trudeau and the cabinet uh, acquitted themselves during the inquiry and whether you think they they were damaged politically uh, because of the inquiry significantly enough that it, it it could uh, you know tilt the uh, the outcome of the election if we get well, one. I, I don't I don't like listen. I don't think that the way the the inquiry was structured really was going to damage them as much as anyone would have hoped because it was all focused on was the act legal to implicate. So the the way that the hearing works from like a media perspective is inherently sort of emotionally biased towards the liberals because the argument they were making is yeah the convo was bad but you know we just had to act and was the act acting too much, whereas the narrative that would really damage liberals is the Freedom Convoy was successful. The lockdowns and mandates needed to end, right? And the Freedom Convoy ended the mandates. And not only did they end the mandates, but their claim that the mandates weren't helping and the world wouldn't collapse without vaccine mandates was also true. So after the mandates were over, we're actually not all dead. So the science said that 84 billion people in Canada would die the second the mandates were lifted. Um, and that actually didn't materialize. So that is a more effective emotional argument towards people. But instead, we were left arguing um, sort of as a society, like, yes, the Freedom Convoy was bad, but the Emergency Act was also bad. Right. So it, it, it doesn't it doesn't poll like politically as well. And then you also okay. have the fact that the 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 legal team attacking the uh, the, the government wasn't the most competent and um and, okay, and, if Justice Rouleau writes a, let's call it a damning report in, in February of next year, uh, will that ha- have the effect of, of damaging the liberals politically again to, to p- potentially change the outcome of an election? Yes, it will. If the, if the report is fully damning, I do think it will have a damaging effect. But what we're more, most likely, I think, to see is something that when we pick through it, we'll see, yeah, clearly it was unjustified. And Justice Rouleau says, you know, you know, CSIS when they say, yeah, they told him, but they also said they had no justification. But I think you'll find it will be a long report and both sides will be able to pick out things that, that push their own narrative. So, again, you'll have the Globe and Mail ignore, you know, 80 percent of what's in the report, focus on the 20 percent that supports their narrative. And push that out to the general public. So anyone who wants to believe it was justified will be able to believe it. So I don't think the report will sway anyone either way. Like the most likely scenario is the report sways no one in their opinions um, on the Freedom Convoy, unless it comes so hard on one side or the other, which I don't think any any judge or political figure in Canada has the, you know, gumption or backbone to take a stand on literally anything. OK, well, that's not good news, really. I mean, if that if your assessment is correct, Daniel, because uh, I think many of us were hoping that the inquiry or at least the report, you know, might be that knockout punch heading into the next election. Uh, so if this is the case, he, he, he will skate through this inquiry and perhaps skate through uh, the um, the commissioner's report and 
that's not voting. That doesn't bode well for a, a conservative win in the next election. But we'll we'll pick up on that. We'll have plenty of opportunity, obviously, in the months ahead to uh, to discuss uh, a possible spring election. Daniel Boardman, senior contributor with the National Telegraph, thenationaltelegraph.com. Please support independent media. Daniel, you have a great weekend. You too. Thanks for having me. All right. When we come back, how did a Chinese company, a Chinese connected company, get an RCMP communications contract? I know they've canceled it, but how did they get it in the first place? Linda Slobodian, senior columnist with the Western Standard, is next with that story. You're listening to The Richard Serrett Show on Newstalk Saga, 960 AM. All right. Welcome back. Um, Well, the federal government says that the RCMP is now suspending its contract with Sinclair Technologies. This is uh, over the company's links to communist China's government. This was a a sensitive contract involving communications devices. Think of that. The RCMP awards a contract to develop sensitive communication equipment to a company with ties to the communist Chinese. Uh, we are living in a bizarro world. Linda Slobodian is a senior columnist with the Western Standard, and she joins us now. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm good, Richard. Hello. Hi there. Well, okay, so they've canceled it, but we, we seriously need to understand, you know, how this happened in the first place. So can you first of all explain, uh, and this contract I, I think goes back to uh, about a year ago, or a little over a year ago, uh, what this... Um, communication equipment was all about and, and why it's concerning that the company that uh, I guess it's an Ontario company that's got, that's um, uh, Sinclair Technologies has ties to the Communist Chinese Party. But uh, what is this communication equipment all about? What was it designed to do? Do we know? Yeah, it's uh, radio frequency filtering equipment and a system intended to in part, uh, protect the RCMP's land-based uh, radio communications from eavesdropping. <laughs> a five-year-old could understand that it might be stupid to award a sensitive national police force communications contract to a foreign government known to have mastered the art of spying. And uh, so Sinclair Technologies, they're in Ontario, uh, they've, they've been blacklisted by the U.S. Did the RCMP not know that? Actually, Sinclair uh, is owned by uh, Hytera, which is the Chinese company. The Chinese government owns a 10% interest in it. Hytera has been operating in the U.S. for many years, um, but it was, uh, it's been banned. It's uh, d- Technology and equipment not allowed in the U.S. Uh, so, over security concerns. Over security concerns. Yeah, there's uh, on in February the uh, Chicago District Court um, alleged that Hytera conspired uh, with former Motorola Solutions employees to steal technology. And uh, so that's still ongoing, still has to be proven in, in, in court. But 
going back before that, um, the timeline of awarding this contract is really disturbing. When I was peeking into HITERA's activities in the U.S., I noticed that the Federal Communications Commission had blacklisted HITERA, banned import and sales of its equipment, as I said, on March 12, 2021. Mm. Then... Public Services and Procurement Canada awarded the RCMB contract to St. Clair months later in October. And the uh, procurement uh, or the contract was awarded by then Public Services and Procurement Canada headed by Anita Anand, who is now our defense minister. I know. Isn't that comforting? (laughs) I'll say. I'll say. Um, was there no no Canadian, fully Canadian-owned company uh, that could have done the same work? Well, uh, Hyter, or rather, sorry, uh, St. Clair beat out Quebec-based, oh gosh, the name escapes me. Um, I know this. Oh, okay, a, a, Quebec-based, uh, a Quebec-based no. communications tech firm bid, but they lost out to yeah. Sinclair. Okay. Comprod, yeah. Com- Comprod. Yeah, and they have no links to China, and the bid was a difference of less than $60,000. Wow. Uh, is there going to be some sort of an investigation as to how this, you know, this was allowed to go through with now the defense minister, Anita Anand, she was the one that awarded, she was the head of the uh, the agency that that awarded this contract to a company with ties to communist China. Uh, Is there going to be a a parliamentary hearing or anything? Well, we don't know yet, but you, uh, you know, Radio Canada, I don't know if I said this already, deserves a lot of credit for exposing this uh, and it has to be investigated. Trudeau and Mendocino were just shell shocked by the revelation. Just, Oh my goodness. You know, uh, Two years after this particular contract was awarded, um, Polyev, uh, opposition leader Polyev, has said, uh, has called for an investigation. Uh, and, well, you know, the, Trude- the, the Trudeau government said they'll look into it. We know how they look into things. But let's have faith. Let's have faith. Yeah, why not? It's Christmas. Let's be charitable. <laughs> Linda Slobodian, senior columnist with the Western Standard. Thank you. WesternStandard.news. Thank you, Linda. Thanks, Richard. Take care. You too. All right. When we come back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, all four movies now available on uh, 4K. Christopher Garitano, the, uh, the sofa cinephile, is next with that. Stay with us. Back to the conversation on The Richard Serrett Show. News Talk, Saga, 960 AM. The Sofa Cinephile on The Richard Serrett Show. Jones! Always knew someday you'd come walking back through my door. Dad! Oh, Dad! Ah! I'm going after that. 
for that truck. Oh, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, the Temple of Doom, the Last Crusade, the Crystal Skull, all available together in one collection on uh, in uh, 4K. Christopher Garitano, award-winning director, producer, host of the podcast, Off to the Witch and the Sofa Cinephile, is here with more. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Richard? Very well. So just uh, in time, because the uh, the fifth installment of Indiana Jones is, uh, I guess, in the theaters very soon. This is the uh, Destiny of Dial. Can't wait for that. But it doesn't look bad. Oh, it, the trailer looks amazing. Uh, looks like a great popcorn movie. So with these uh, this collection on 4K is the first four that I just mentioned. Is this what they call like a steelbook collection or... It's available in that, uh, and it's a little more pricey. The only complaints I've heard about this collection are the packaging physically is a little thin, I guess, to save money on the part of the manufacturer. But you get all four movies plus tons, hours and hours of extras and making ofs. Uh, so it would be worth It's on sale right now, too, so it would be worth it. Ah, okay. And uh, available as uh, on Blu-ray and DVD? Yes, and it's in the 4K Blu-ray format. They remastered all four films in terms of sound and picture just for this fairly new collection. And, um, you know, I've done my research on this, and, you know, sometimes I wonder, is it worth taking that step up to the 4K? In this case, everyone unanimously says it is because, supervised by Steven Spielberg and Lucas, there was a complete remaster of the sound and picture. Hmm. This is a, what, what would this be? The 40th anniversary? Yeah. Yes, it is. 1981. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I was a little kid. I, my parents took me to see Raiders in the drive-in and I do remember that. Of course, Temple of Doom has a soft spot for me because it was like right at that moment where I was just really excited about these films. And uh, so it looks great. It sounds great. Uh, what other goodies do we get in this collection? So if you have a surround sound system, and I recently purchased one, uh, you are going to hear this motion, these motion pictures. Raiders is my favorite, but uh, like you've never heard before, even better than the theater, because I know it was remastered for that Dolby Atmos sound. So they actually kind of remixed where the certain sounds were going to hit and what speakers and it's a new experience. Um, but uh, within that, of course, you get the remastered versions of all four movies. But you get a making of every single picture, interviews, commentaries, uh, you know, John Williams score and how it was created, special effects, industrial light and magic. It's going to take uh, weeks to get through this. I uh, care to weigh in on the uh, that debate. I think it I think it, it started on an episode of Big Bang Theory that uh, Harrison Ford's character, Indiana Jones, is not necessary for uh, the entire the, all the plot development in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Have you heard that? 
No. How is that possible? (laughs) If you take him, his character out, everything that unfolds in the Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark movie actually would happen with Harrison Ford's character, Indiana Jones, or without. Go back and look at it and think about that. I suppose. (laughs) I I guess guess he would be the MacGuffin, not the Ark. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, so it's it's now on sale. Raiders uh, or sorry, Indiana Jones and the entire collection. That's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, The Last Crusade, of course, with the late Sean Connery and uh, the Crystal Skull, all available 4K DVD or sorry, 4K Blu-ray. And uh, where did you where do we pick that up at a, any box store? Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, available. I mean, Amazon has it on sale right now, but I suppose it would be uh, similarly priced at like Best Buy or different places like that. All right. And I think there is a, a steelbook um, um, option as well if you want to see more. Yes. If you own the previous Blu-ray, I think it's the same extras. And then if you're really crazy about packaging, there are steelbook options with the original movie posters, which guess what? I bought those. <laughs> of course. <laughs> How do we listen to Off to the Witch, Chris? I uh, just go wherever you find your podcast and search Off to the Witch. We have a new episode about, well, you know, it's it, I try to find that fine line between fiction and reality. And there's a story that is tantamount to the Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, sort of. So come check it out. The latest episode. Off to the Witch. Christopher Garitano is the Sofa Cinephile. Chris, great great talking to you. Have a good weekend. You as well. Thank you. All right. First we filled your mind. Now, let's twist it. This is (laughs) the Lim Riddler. I think we managed to pry him away from the World Cup. Oh, yeah. How are you, my friend? Uh, No big complaints, although, you know, I'm Sitting here, I guess like everybody else in the Mississauga area, looking out the window at five to five, and it's dark. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's, it's gloomy. It is gloomy. It is gloomy. <laughs> all right, my friend, you have uh, actually, I'm not going to say anything, but I solved this one all by myself. Good man. Good man. Over, uh, over my Cheerios this morning. Took me awesome. a while, though. Took me okay. a while. As long as there's a bit of a challenge, that's good. Yeah, this one's this one's called Shaping the Clay. It'll appeal to uh, uh, to potters and uh, and batters, I guess, baseball players. Potters um, and batters. <laughs> yeah. and right. As always, it's uh, it's easier to, to to solve if you go to the website. Go to uh, limriddles.com, Go to the homepage, and it's uh, sitting right there. Easier to 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 see it in front of you if you want to solve it. That's right. And while you're there, subscribe. Are you concerned about equality and fair treatment for African-Americans? Do you believe in a future where our communities are safe from both crime and over-policing? President Biden's administration is making major decisions, and we need your voice to be heard. The proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is in its final stages of approval, and black and brown law enforcement executives have said it could have dire unintended consequences for African-Americans. The clock is ticking. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414 and ask him to stop this proposed menthol rule. The ban on menthol could lead to an illicit market and increased crime in our communities. Call President Biden and demand that he halt the ban on menthol until there's a review of the investigative findings. Let's make sure that over-policing and racial profiling come to an end. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414. Tell him to stop targeting African-Americans with a menthol ban. Time is running out. This message is paid for by Alliance for Fair and Equitable Policy.
at uh, limbriddles.com. That way you get the Limbriddle clue every week delivered to your email inbox right about this time. And uh, also we're looking for a one word answer that's going to solve all of the following clues. Take it away, Limriddler. Okay, shaping the clay goes like this. Decorative duvet adorning the bed. Split finger fastball the batters all dread. Shaping the clay as it's spinning astray. Game-winning team choosing losing instead. All right, send your one-word answer to info at limriddles.com. Info at limriddles.com. Put 960 in the subject line. That way we know you heard it right here on the Richard Sarah Show on Saga 960. And then be listening just before the news at 6 when I reveal the answer, announce the names of the winners, and the first person to answer correctly wins a pair of tickets to the Mississauga Steelheads home game against the Kitchener Rangers Sunday, December the 18th at 2 p.m. at the Paramount Fine Foods Center. Awesome. All right, Lim Riddler, you have a great weekend. You too, Richard. Bye for now. Bye for now. The Lim Riddler. <laughs> Solve this puzzle. The Lim Riddler. Every Friday at 4.50 on The Richard Serrett Show on Saga 960 AM. All right, stay tuned for Hour 2. We'll talk about a, a new dating and friend app friendship app connecting users according to their preferred vaccination status and uh, kate anderson with the daily caller will be here to talk about a uh, a satanic temple uh, display alongside a nativity scene in illinois plus your calls right here on the richard sarah show don't go away The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Seeking truth and justice in a battleground of deception and corruption, this is The Richard Serrett Show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell... I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! We must not allow ourselves to be intimidated. Our task is not only to win the battle, but to win the war. Peter, we're not in Kansas anymore. Take a look at this country through her eyes if you really want to see something. You'll see the whole parade of what man's carved out for himself after centuries of fighting. Welcome to Hour 2 of The Richard Serrett Show. TheRichardSerrettShow.com is the website. TheRichardSerrettShow.com. If you missed Hour 1, you missed a lot, but that's okay. Still lots of great programming coming your way this hour. Last order of business, we'll open up the phone lines and the number to get on board. 289-275-9600. 289-275-9600. And uh, let's see, what else do we have going on this hour? The great Greg Carrasco will be here, host of The Greg Carrasco Show, heard Saturday mornings, 8 to 11, right here on the mighty Saga 960. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the chaos in the bedlam at uh, York Memorial Collegiate in Toronto. That's on Keel. Keel Street, I believe. And uh, about five years ago, they had a perfectly, up until five years ago, they had a perfectly fine 
uh, program where they, uh, the, the Toronto Police Services uh, Board um, would place a police officer. They called them SROs and um, they would place them inside the public schools, I guess, mainly the high schools or certain schools. And it worked quite well. Parents were happy with it. Teachers were happy with it. Students said they felt safer. And we know this because the Toronto school or the Toronto Police Services Board conducted a survey. They spent about $30,000 and it came back overwhelmingly in favor of the program of placing police inside schools. Well, wouldn't you know, um, that all ended five years ago when the Police Services Board and I guess the mayor and city council, by extension, caved to uh, so-called anti-racist activists uh, who said that the police presence was, uh, I guess, triggering some students. So what has happened in the ensuing five years? As I say, bedlam and chaos. And things are so bad at York uh, Memorial Collegiate. There are uh, it's practically gang warfare going on in the halls, like fighting in the halls, drug deals right out in the open. Um, teachers being, what is the term they use? Jumped. And uh, students running around with wearing balaclavas so that they can hide their identity on the uh, security cameras. It's just a mess. Greg Carrasco will uh, have a thing or two to say about that, I'm sure. Zach Bodenstein will be here, a commentator for the Mississauga Steelheads here on Saga 960. And he'll, he'll give us a preview of tonight's matchup between the Trouts and the um, North Bay Battalions happening at 7 p.m. You can catch all the action right here on Saga 960. And, uh, and then also, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, they're heading down, uh, the QEW to face the, uh, Niagara Ice Dogs at the Meridian Center. Zach Bodenstein has all the action along with the whole broadcast team. And, uh, also coming up this hour, Kate Anderson is with the Daily Caller. And, uh, this is kind of continuing on with my series regarding the war on Christmas, which is real. Did you know that in Illinois, in the state capitol building, what's happening there right now? Now, they have a nativity scene, which is lovely, a Christmas nativity scene. But right alongside the nativity scene, they have a a display from the Satanic Temple. It's been there for the last four years, actually. She'll tell us all about that. Uh, Several months ago, I spoke with a a terrific writer, blogger, entrepreneur, Laura Wellington, um, about this trend that she'd been noticing, and perhaps you've noticed it too, with on, on the dating scene. Uh, where increasingly more and more women are saying no thanks to vaccinated men. You know, they're thinking ahead. This might be a prospective uh, partner, a prospective father to my children. And I don't want to be with someone who's taken the vaccination or let's call it the experimental mRNA gene therapy intervention jab. Uh, well, Laura Wellington is here to tell us about a brand new dating and friendship app that connects users according to their preferred vaccination status. Laura, welcome back. How are you? I'm well. I've been busy. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say. So uh, were you developing this in the um, when we when we spoke last several months ago, um, this dating app? I was. I started developing this, I would say, about a little over a year. Oh, sorry. I started developing this about a year and a half ago. And um, having done a tremendous amount of research on the topic, um, seeing what the trend, where the trend was going and seeing 
what wasn't happening on the current um, dating sites and whatnot. I wanted to 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 offer something new to people that um, needed it now. So the, the the dating app is called is it is it pronounced Zneeks or it's it's called Zneeks. And what we did is, you know, I had a very interesting situation. It's a dating and it's a friendship app centered around um, um, sending invitations out for for um, healthy strolls or walks. Um, because I'm I, what I understood um, in this calamity that we've experienced over the last few years is that um, not only is there a huge loneliness epidemic happening, but there's also a health epidemic um, centered around obesity. And and that was only aggravated more by, by COVID. That's true. Absolutely. Um, and the vaccine and whatnot. So um, I actually, yeah. And I actually lost a friend um, to, we stopped walking together because she told me that if I didn't get the vaccine, that she would no longer want to be my friend. So that mm-hmm. really... That, that really caused a stir in me. Um, and then I started learning that other people were experiencing the same thing. And, and what do you do? There's, you know, there's tremendous amount of isolation. Um, so I said, well, hmm, if it's happening just through, through friendship, let me check out what's happening in dating, which, which is how I ended up writing that article that you and I spoke about, which actually went so viral that I ended up getting an email from a nurse in Poland um, it had become a feature on a show and she was sending me a link to the show. It was un- incredible. So that's how viral that went. And that's how big this issue is. Sure. And and so um, I said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we, we create an app that offers the opportunity for people who are unvaccinated, who only want to meet and date or befriend unvaccinated people to be able to do that. And why don't we also on that same app offer the opportunity if you're vaccinated, you only want to meet vaccinated people, you can do that. And if, and then there's a third group. The group is they don't care either way. You have to opt into that group, but none of the groups cross over. So you're basically using your preference as a way of making it convenient to meet the, the people for you. And what I'd like to see it become is, in a sense, it would be wonderful, a model type situation where, hey, look, the reality of what we should be doing in this world is we all are different, but we all exist on the same planet. So let's exist comfortably together. But let's And let's do it in a way, even if we have to update our current trends or current technology to meet that. Are you concerned about equality and fair treatment for African-Americans? Do you believe in a future where our communities are safe from both crime and over-policing? President Biden's administration is making major decisions, and we need your voice to be heard. The proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is in its final stages of approval, and black and brown law enforcement executives have said it could have dire unintended consequences for African-Americans. The clock is ticking. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414 and ask him to stop this proposed menthol rule. The ban on menthol could lead to an illicit market and increased crime in our communities. Call President Biden and demand that he halt the ban on menthol until there's a review of the investigative findings. Let's make sure that over-policing and racial profiling come to an end. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414. Tell him to stop targeting African-Americans with a menthol ban. Time is running out. This message is paid for by Alliance for Fair and Equitable Policy. Why do we do that? Because that's what I did on, on this app. 
And, and, you know, so far we've, we've, we've barely even announced that we're out there and people are already starting to hop on board. So it is needed and it it offers, you know, the other thing it also does is God forbid something and we know it, it probably will come down the line. What it, it introduces you to people in the area, just like you. So let's say you need a group around you to protect yourself or, you know, now you know those people in your area. So you don't feel so alone. Plus, you can, you know, the the um, the premium membership um, allows you to meet people across the, the United States, too. So you have the opportunity to have a group around you to, you know, to, you know, in your area and then, you know, around you nationally. So you can feel more secure in that as well. All right. So it's, you know, uh, it's, there's the so many uses is, for this. Sorry. So the website is Zneeks. That's spelled, we spell, we say Z, of course, up here, Z-N-E-E-X. It's zneeksfriendship.com is the website. Right. And then it's available for uh, Android and uh, also and, and- Apple. Android um, right now, Apple's coming very, very shortly. Um, you know, it's just it just started in Android. So Apple's in the works. We're just getting finalized with them. So um, so right now, Android. All right. And uh, uh, any idea like what what are you finding so far with people signing up for the Zneeks dating app? Are they are they mostly vaccinated that that want only to date other vaccinated or fr- be friends with other vaccinated or unvaccinated who prefer They're to mostly be- unvaccinated? Right. Befriend unvaccinated and vaccinated to unvaccinated. That's what we're seeing. All right. So, again, it's sneakfriendship.com is the website. Z-N-E-E-X friendship.com. Laura Wellington is the founder uh, of uh, Sneaks. And, uh, well, this is uh, I think it's it's a much needed um, app. And uh, I want to congratulate you on on developing it and it's uh, available right now for Android, but Apple will be uh, just around the corner. Right. Right. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Laura Wellington. All right. When we come back, Kate Anderson with the uh, daily caller, we'll talk about uh, the Illinois state Capitol building displaying a satanic temple, temple, a satanic temple right alongside a nativity scene. That story's next. Welcome back to the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk Saga 960 AM. I think um, Kate Anderson with the uh, Daily Caller having some tech issues. She's going to try and call in. But in the meantime, let me just give you the uh, particulars about this rather disturbing story. Again, so we have this display at the Illinois State Capitol. And uh, it shows the, uh, the Serpent of Genesis, it's called. But it's from the Satanic Temple. All right. The Serpent of Genesis. So it looks like um, if you're familiar with the the uh, Baphomet. So it's a, a human body with a goat's head. And uh, uh, also holding his one hand up with two fingers raised. This is, again, from the Satanic Temple. And uh, apparently the state capitol has hosted a variety of religious displays at Christmas or during the holiday season, of course, because they also include a Jewish menorah and, as I mentioned earlier, a Christian nativity scene. And they've done this for the last 14 years. For the the past four years, however, the Satanic Temple has been on display as well. 
Again, it's called the Serpent of Genesis, which is Baphomet. And uh, Minister Adam, he's called. Minister Adam of the Illinois uh, Satanic Temple uh, told the Daily Caller News Foundation that the display is based on a book by Nicholas Copernicus. Well, let's uh, let's get the uh, the goods from the aforementioned Kate Anderson, a contributor with the Daily Caller, and she joins us now. Hey, Kate, how are you? Hi, Richard. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very well. So, why did the state capitol agree to allow this uh, this satanic temple to be displayed at Christmas alongside the nativity scene? Yeah, that's a great question. So the Illinois State Capitol building has religious displays during the Christmas season. For instance, they've had a Christian nativity for the past 14 years and a Jewish menorah as well in displays over the years. But four years ago, they allowed the Satanic Temple of Illinois to have a display alongside the nativity for the first time. And the reaction was pretty instantaneous. You know, you had lawmakers who were trying to find a way to ban the temple from having a display And the group that actually puts on the nativity every year was also protesting, but their concerns were shot down in the name of the First Amendment. Uh, We don't see that kind of tolerance. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'll say this. So this is a First Amendment issue. But I mean, can they not argue that? All right. So but this is the holiday season. Let's have it's a religious holiday for Christians. We have we have Hanukkah for Jews. Uh, Let's. Let's carve out a little bit of time for that. And then if they want to put this disgraceful satanic temple, put it somewhere else at another time. Why couldn't they compromise? Yeah, and I think I I think what's really interesting is we don't see that kind of tolerance. You know, when a coach wants to pray with his football team, like in Kennedy versus Bremerton School District and the Supreme Court, you know, we don't see that religious spirit, that tolerance when people have tried to change Christmas to Xmas or happy holidays. So it really does beg the question, why is the First Amendment applied only to certain beliefs and not others? If you ask that question, I think you quickly find it's more about appeasing what's popular. And Satan is one of the cool kids now. (laughs) Satan is one of the cool kids. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Right. So when (laughs) it's when it's uh, the satanic temple involved, they invoke the First Amendment when they don't want Christian uh, coaches leading their football, high school football team in prayer, then it becomes a uh, separation of church and state. How convenient. Yes, very convenient. And whether you agree with it or not, it's important to take note of how fast this ideology is growing and creeping into our institutions. In Virginia, for example, the Daily Caller has been covering a satanic club that was recently approved at BM Elementary School. And if you just let that sink in for a second, imagine your kid comes home and they want to attend the new Satan club because all their friends are. That's a very real situation that parents are being faced with. So this goes way beyond just the Illinois you know, Christmas display. And the flyer for that club said students would learn about benevolence, empathy, critical thinking, problem solving, creative expression, personal sovereignty and compassion. But I don't know about you, Richard, but I didn't know you needed Satan to be able to teach those things. You know, maybe if we spent more time teaching those things in general, we wouldn't need Satan. Exactly. A satanic club in a Virginia elementary school. It's worse than I thought. Yeah. Uh, Kate Anderson is a contributor with The Daily Caller. Kate, great meeting you. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I had a great time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. While we can still say it. All right, when we come back, we'll get a little uh, preview of 
this weekend's Mississauga Steelheads action. Zach Bodenstein, commentator for the great Mississauga Steelhead broadcast team, which is heard right here exclusively on Saga 960. Zach joins us right after these. The Bull Session continues on The Richard Serrett Show. News Talk, Saga 960 AM. All right, tonight, 7 p.m., right here on Saga 960, the Mississauga Steelheads take on the North Bay Battalion and here with a preview of tonight's action and also Saturday's uh, tilt with the uh, Niagara Ice Dogs down at the Meridian Center, down the QEW a spell. Zach Bodenstein is part of our crack Mississauga Steelhead broadcast team. Zach, how are you? Hey, Richard, I'm good. How are you doing? Very well. So, uh, first matchup of the season between the Trout and the uh, division rival North Bay Battalion. Uh, the Battalion have kind of lost some, I guess, key pieces from last year's team, uh, Brandon Coe. What uh, what can the Steelheads fans expect from the Battalion this season and tonight? So, like you said, the first time that they're playing them this year, which is kind of hard to believe because, again, like you said, they're in the same division and we're pretty used to seeing teams feel each other out by now. We've played Hamilton four times this year. In fact, this is the only team that the Steelheads have not faced this far. So, of course, they're going to see them tonight for the first time. Still a lot of weapons on this team. You mentioned Brandon Coe, who's up in the American Hockey League now, but Matt Vapetrov is an incredible player. They've got the two Kyles, Jackson and McDonald. A lot of good pieces on this team. And Ty Nelson, who was a pick of the Seattle Kraken in this past NHL draft in July, he's one of the best defensemen in the league. They have a lot of weapons. They bring it at all angles. So, you know, from the back end, they can bring it on the power play as well. Very dangerous team. The Steelheads have their hands full for sure. And we should mention, I'm sure you were going to ask me about it, but uh, Ethan Del Mastro and Owen Beck at Team Canada camp for the World Juniors. So they're missing two of their best players tonight. It's going to take a team by committee to shut a, a good team like North Bay down. Right, right. Uh, interesting deal. Um, earlier this week, James Richmond sent defenseman Isaac Enright to the Guelph Storm in exchange for a pair of picks. What are your thoughts on the deal? Are you concerned about equality and fair treatment for African-Americans? Do you believe in a future where our communities are safe from both crime and over-policing? President Biden's administration is making major decisions, and we need your voice to be heard. The proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is in its final stages of approval, and black and brown law enforcement executives have said it could have dire unintended consequences for African-Americans. The clock is ticking. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414 and ask him to stop this proposed menthol rule. The ban on menthol could lead to an illicit market and increased crime in our communities. Call President Biden and demand that he halt the ban on menthol until there's a review of the investigative findings. Let's make sure that over-policing and racial profiling come to an end. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414. Tell him to stop targeting African-Americans with a menthol ban. Time is running out. This message is paid for by Alliance for Fair and Equitable Policy. So, I mean, we're, we're mixed on it, right? We loved Isaac as, as, a, as a guy. He was uh, always pleasant to deal with. It was kind of an awkward fit in James Richmond's system, in my mind. He likes a really structured game. Isaac Enright kind of played, I, well, I wouldn't say unstructured, but he was kind of, you know, on both sides of the ice, where, whereas JR was trying to get him on, you know, his, his traditional right side. So, you know, they have guys uh, in Finn Harding who can step in and, you know, we'll see him again tonight, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, he can play the right side and he's a younger player and he's a guy that they see being here for, you know, three, four, five years. Um, so 
it's really just an opportunity. You know, it's an abundant abundance of riches for James Richmond. Uh, they can afford to get rid of him while also adding. I know that they're looking to add to this roster by the January 10th trade deadline. Uh, where exactly they're looking to add, we're not sure yet. But defense certainly could be an area that they are looking to add. So he's expendable. It, it's tough to see him go because he's a veteran presence. But again, they have guys back there to fill the void. So overall, um, it's probably a sign of things to come. There will be a domino effect. This is not the last trade that they're going to make before that deadline in a month. Ah, okay. Let's move on to Saturday, Zach. The Steelheads playing another division rival in Niagara. And uh, the Ice Dogs are uh, kind of at the, well, they're at the bottom of the league in terms of points. What does an ideal game for Mississauga look like for you against a weaker squad? Well, they've got to win. First and foremost, you mentioned the bottom of the league. And the only two times that these two teams played was the first game of the season. And it was a Zach Lavoie hat trick in OT in Niagara. So uh, it's going to be the second time that the Steelheads are in Niagara to take on the Ice Dogs. They've got to win. Uh, you know, it's it's so great to talk about moral victories and all that stuff, but eventually you get to the point where this team's got to start stringing some wins together. It was really encouraging in Hamilton on Wednesday to see them get the W and battle back a couple times, uh, despite some you know controversy and adverse uh, um, adversity. So uh, they've got to win that game. They've got to win tonight. They've got to start getting a winning streak together to. Uh, propel themselves back up to where they belong, at least on paper. They should be, you know, a top two, three team in this conference right now. They're sitting around that four five mark and they have been for the last few weeks. So they've really got to, you know, make a statement game. And like I mentioned, no Beck, no Del Mastro with Canada, at the world juniors. So it's going to be tougher, but again, we always talk about it, more opportunities for other guys. I talked about that with the Enright trade. They have more opportunities for their youngsters. We're going to see that over the course of this weekend and even next week too. Well, they do have James Hardy and uh, on pace to lead the team in goals for the third consecutive season. What what more does this guy have to do to prove to an NHL team that he's maybe worth a, a draft pick? Yeah, you know, I talked to him a couple times about that. And yet he loved his time with the Leafs camp. He loved his time with the Bruins camp. And, you know, he's got a great speed shot combo. And that's really, you know, what it comes down to. Uh, that's what teams are looking for. He's committed a lot to the defensive side of the puck. I really applaud him for that because I think that was what people were kind of critiquing in his game. He didn't help out enough on the defensive end. And yes, scoring is great, but is he a complete player? He's proving that he is. He's getting a lot of penalty kill time. He's playing tremendously in the defensive zone, breaking up plays. He's a guy that they rely on in all situations. So, you know, that was probably his biggest uh, area of improvement. And he's, passed that test with flying colors so far. Let's see if he could continue that over the course of the year and into the playoffs as well. Um, if he continues to develop that well-rounded game and play at the level he is right now, I don't see why he's not worth an NHL roster spot. All right, Zach, you have a great time tonight. We'll be listening. All right, Richard. Thanks so much. Zach Bodenstein, part of the uh, Mississauga Steelhead broadcast team here on Saga 960. And uh, if you want to go see the Steelheads, you can visit the Paramount Fine Food Center or visit the uh, or visit the uh, box office, the Paramount Fine Food Center, or you can call 905-502-7788, 905-502-7788. Greg Carrasco is next in our There's Something Happening Here segment. Stay with us. Just having a little chin wag on the Richard Serrett Show. News Talk, Saga, 960 AM. Something's happening here. I got to get to the uh, buffet at tomorrow's staff party before Greg Carrasco. Otherwise, there won't be anything left. 
host of the Greg Carrasco Show, heard Saturday mornings 8 to 11 right here on Saga 960. Hey, Greg, how are you, my friend? I am spectacular, just chuckling here inside my truck as I hear that uh, you're allowed to worship Satan, but you're not allowed to have a Christmas tree. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> where did we go wrong? Oh, it gets wrong? worse. I don't know if you heard the other the other part of the interview where there's an, uh, an elementary school in Virginia and they have an after-school Satan club for the little kids. Yeah, that's what I was listening to. I thought, oh, my God. What, what? You know, something happened. It's like this is a, the world is backwards these days. I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. That's why I listen to your show so I can make sense of it all. Oh, wow. I tell you, though, uh, things are not so great here either. We've got uh, York Memorial Collegiate, which is on uh, Keel Street uh, in Toronto. And things are so bad there. About a dozen teachers have uh, walked off the job. They actually had to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor because there is um, there's so much violence in the school, uh, basically like gang fights, open drug dealing, uh, teachers getting jumped, um, uh Students running around wearing balaclavas so that they can avoid detection from the uh, security cameras. Uh, and and I think all of this stems from like five years ago, they um, they canceled this program that put Toronto police officers in ensconced them or entrenched them rather in certain schools. I don't know if it was was across the school board or just certain high schools, but they got rid of that program because, well, they caved to public pressure from the anti-racist activists, so-called, uh, because mm-hmm. they, they said that, oh, police are triggering some of our students. Uh, I mean, what do we do about this mess? You know, um, when when the, the possibility of us talking about this came up, I, I took some time to reflect on this. And, uh, you know, I think that ultimately I, I came down to the conclusion, Richard, that um, if the teachers cannot control these children... Um, the problem already happened at home. I mean, this is what happened when you have the breakdown of the family. Uh, I can almost guarantee you that the problems are just as bad at home, if not worse. So, you know, if I were a police officer, would I want to expose myself to the liability mm-hmm. of being called all sorts of different things? You know, I don't know if I would want to take that job. Do I think that we need to have police at the school? Absolutely. But uh, you got to remember that we wanted to defund the police, no? No, isn't this the law of unintended consequences, except that we all saw that co- this coming? Did you see it coming? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like I saw the 509 streetcar like a mile away coming down uh, King Street. So, I mean, my idea is never mind putting a cop inside the, the high school. Let's just move the entire precinct in there. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> let's just like a show of force. And um, uh, you're right about, you know, teachers. We shouldn't expect teachers to have to control. We shouldn't have expect teachers to have to deal with gang activity within the schools or or open drug dealing. Let this is a police matter. Let's the police move in. In the meantime, if you're a parent, I mean, you got to you got to seriously think about, I don't know, private school or homeschooling better yet homeschooling. Well, I think that homeschooling is probably the best alternative. We we keep seeing it, Richard, time and time again. The system just keeps on failing us. So why do we allow the system that is broken to raise our children? This is what happens when you let the system raise the system and social media raise your children. There are no boundaries. There are no limitations. There is no respect. And, I, you know, I can tell you, man, when I was going to elementary school, you did not cross your teacher because back then, 
I'm not saying that this should be allowed, but back then a teacher would take the matters into their own hands. And then guess what? When you got home, uh, you took <laughs> you, you took a twice. for yeah for for getting the teacher upset. And if anything, the community always got together. But the problem that we have today is that kids are out of simply out of control. Now, what what what's going to happen to the school principal? I mean, this he has allowed this to go to the point that is out of control. Who is responsible for that? I mean, should they be fired? Uh, well, maybe they need to just seriously think about closing the school down. First of all, yeah, let's get them. Let's get all the teachers out of there. Well, first of all, we want everyone to be safe, teacher, principal, students, included. but yeah, it's just a complete uh, mess. And uh, at some point, the school board has to step up and say, you know, this was just uh, a from the get go, a failed exercise. Let's get the police back in here. Let's restore order. Uh, but I think, Aside from that, I think the province seriously needs to think about giving parents far more choice and that the funding should follow the student rather than being thrown into the system. And if you want to take that money and go to a school of your choice or if you want to take that money and spend it at home and homeschool your children, parents need to be put back in charge of their children's education because we can't allow children to be exposed to it's basically it's like Gotham City. <laughs> that's, right that's, now. Precisely, that's precisely what it is. But I mean, this is what happens when the government takes the responsibility of raising the children away from the parents. Uh, you get unruly little criminals that have no restrictions. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the issue is, yeah, we move the police into the on, into the school system, but then it's a cash and release situation because they're all minors. So they get detained. You know, they get a slap on the wrist. The records are sealed and they go right back into doing the exact same thing that they were doing yesterday. Well, we need uh, maybe we need metal detectors at the school entrance. Everyone gets frisked, patted down. Uh, and then um, Greg Carrasco, you should get in there and teach. <laughs> You're an imposing <laughs> presence. You would instill you would instill discipline and uh, and respect because you command that you command that. I, I don't think that kids these days understand the difference between fighting or crime and violence. You know, when you come from an actual country in which violence is a thing, in which your life is actually in danger, you understand how far away you need to stay from that criminal activity. Kids, you know, there are. This is what happens when there are no consequences, Richard, and this is what happens and until you know I, i've always believed this that life isn't fair except for one thing the consequences of our actions that's the only thing that's fair except that now we have no consequences in fact the system condones this sort of behavior and uh, we allow these kids to run rampant in our schools now like i said to you before i have a lot of friends in the law enforcement uh, area and they said to me greg we don't even want to engage because it's just a catch and release situation it was a sad state of affairs mm, it is a sad state Greg, what's coming up on the Greg Carrasco show tomorrow, 8 to 11? Uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to talk about um, 10 things that customers uh, do at car dealerships that makes them unreasonable. You know, there are, you know, this whole notion that customers are always right is wrong. In fact, customers are wrong most of the time. And we try to help them from themselves. Um, that's in the first hour. The second hour, uh, we're going to discuss Dana White's, uh, you know, he's the president of the UFC, yeah. making some comments about soccer. He said that it was the most absurd sport on the planet, that uh, even a three-year-old can play it. And when you have a net that big and you can still only score one time, he says there is a problem here. So we are going to be discussing uh, the Mundial that's happening right now and some heartbreaks today. Uh, you know, Brazil was, was kicked out and that was a huge, huge upset. Yes, yes. All right. 
the Greg Carrasco show Saturday mornings, eight to 11. And then I'll see you at the uh, Christmas staff party, my friend. Looking you, forward you, to it. You shall indeed. Me too. Have a good weekend, Richard. All right. You too, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines one more time. 289-275-9600. Get it said before the weekend or forever hold your peace, or at least until Monday. 289-275-9600. Back with more of the Richard Serrett Show right after these. Let's rejoin the conversation on the Richard Serrett Show on News Talk Saga 960 AM. All right, welcome back. We just have a few minutes to squeeze in a call or two. You got to be quick, though. 289-275-9600. 289-275-9600. Perhaps you'd like to uh, discuss what's happening in the uh, public schools, not only in Ontario, but just I, we heard earlier from Kate Anderson from The Daily Caller talking about a satanic club, an after-school satanic club in an elementary school in Virginia. We've got the violence going everywhere. Um, earlier this week, I spoke to Ruth Gaskowski about... Um, about parental choice in our schools. And it's, it's way past time for that. We really need to be able to take charge as parents of our schools, our children's education, choose which schools they'll go to choose if we want to homeschool them, well, which we can, uh, but you know, some financial allowance should be made for that and redirecting the, uh, the, the funding so that the funding, the money allocated for education follows the student wherever they choose to go, not, into the system. I know the teachers union will not be happy about that, but it's way past time for this. All right, let's uh, grab a call here. It's anonymous, anonymous checking in again. Welcome to the Richard Serrett show anonymous. Go ahead. Uh, hello, Richard. This is that, this is that anonymous. Who <laughs> it's that anonymous. <laughs> you are yes, the anonymous. Richard, All right. Yes. Uh, just a few thoughts about this. Uh, school, uh, what you're talking about, uh, reminds me of the whole world and um, uh, where we are, like in microcosm, so to say. The governments are like principals, uh, whoever the, uh, you know, the leaders are they. Like you were talking about bringing all this law and order enforcement, but uh, the police and all law enforcement, are they corrupt themselves? Are they going to be following their rules or are they showing the wrong example, actually, like... Uh, uh, you know, that, that's what it takes. Like, it's all about leadership, what kind of uh, people on top we have, what kind of example they show. The teachers, this is like looks like a chicken without head, uh, not knowing what it's doing. But what's required is enlightened uh, leadership. And uh, whether it's a city, a school, or the world, this is, uh, this is leadership, what we are talking about. Responsible, enlightened, wise, and taking good care of the people and showing good example. Uh, do we have this kind of leadership? I do not see everyone. Well, that that kind of like, leadership, uh, Anonymous, excuse me, the, that kind of leadership has to start in the home. And uh, as Greg Carrasco was saying, and I think rightly so, that, that uh, uh, I, would, I would wager that in many of these homes that are producing these thugs that we're seeing in the school, there is no father. Or it's a broken family and it's the it's the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. And uh, unless you have a stable family home, which includes I mean, yes, there are families come in all sorts of uh, shapes and sizes and, and uh, there are different types of families. But on average. The um, the best family situation in terms of uh, raising children includes a father and a mother. That's the ideal that's the ideal situation. It's not always, it doesn't always happen that way. And I'm, that's not to say that a single mother, you know, can't raise good children. But the odds are stacked against you. Unless there is a father and a mother in the home, the child is 
immediately placed at a statistically. It's just borne out study after study after study. It's not even an argument anymore. That it, unless there is a father in the home, the odds are, unless you, def, you know, you can defy the odds, but the odds are that child is going to end up in trouble. Early teenage pregnancy, drug addiction, suicide, run-ins with the law, higher dropout rates. It's just been analyzed to death at this point. So that's where we start. Leadership, yes, but in the home with a, with a strong father figure and a mother. It takes two. It doesn't take a village. It doesn't take a village. It takes a mother and a father. That's where we start. And we've spent a long time pulling the family apart. It's going to take a long time to put it back together as an institution. All right, thank you for your call. And now, your Lim Riddler answer and this week's winners. All right, once again, this week's Lim Riddle. Decorative duvet adorning the bed, split finger fastball, the batters all dread, shaping the clay as it's spinning astray, game-winning team choosing losing instead. And the answer to today's Lim Riddle is... Throw. Did you get it, Jacob? Throw. Right? You did. Good for you. A decorative duvet. That's uh, known as a throw. A covering for a bed or other piece of furniture. Often of a decorative nature. A split finger fastball. The batter's all dread. Baseball pitchers throw a variety of pitchers. But according to swing and miss data, the two toughest to hit are the split fingered fastball, the splitter, followed by the slider. Throw. Shaping the clay, a potter throws pottery by shaping it as it spins on a potter's wheel. And uh, a game-winning team choosing losing instead to throw a game means to lose it on purpose. So the answer to today's limb riddle is throw. And uh, we can send congratulations to Tracy Curtis of Guelph. You were the first to answer correctly, and you've won a pair of tickets to see the Mississauga Steelheads at home against the Kitchener Rangers. That's Sunday, December the 18th, 2 p.m. at the Paramount Fine Food Center. To get your Mississauga Steelhead tickets, visit the Paramount Fine Food Center box office, or you can call 905-502-7788. That's it for me. My thanks to Jody, Declan, and Jacob. I'll be back next week to do it all over again, God willing. I'll speak with you on Monday at 4 p.m. Don't be late. Until then, I remain unbowed, unbent, unbroken. That's it. That's all. For more Richard Serrett Show, podcasts, blogs, and other stuff, go to saga960am.ca. Stop talking past each other and start talking with each other. We'll see you Monday afternoon at 4 on The Richard Serrett Show on News Talk, Saga 960am. Are you concerned about equality and fair treatment for African Americans? Do you believe in a future where our communities are safe from both crime and over-policing? President Biden's administration is making major decisions, and we need your voice to be heard. The proposed ban on menthol cigarettes is in its final stages of approval, and black and brown law enforcement executives have said it could have dire unintended consequences for African Americans. The clock is ticking. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414 and ask him to stop this proposed menthol rule. 
The ban on menthol could lead to an illicit market and increased crime in our communities. Call President Biden and demand that he halt the ban on menthol until there's a review of the investigative findings. Let's make sure that over-policing and racial profiling come to an end. Call President Biden at 202-456-1414. Tell him to stop targeting African-Americans with a menthol ban. Time is running out. This message is paid for by Alliance for Fair and Equitable Policy.